Hello and welcome to the Just Keep Thriving podcast. This is the podcast helping you step into your power by owning your expertise, fully embodying your mission, and rising to the next level of entrepreneurship to help the world thrive while you create your massive impact and, of course, your income. I'm beyond excited to have you here, so let's dive into today's episode. Hello, lovely humans, and welcome back to the podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by my group coaching program, Rise and Thrive Business Coaching. This group coaching program is a 16-week container, giving the newer entrepreneur all the tools that they need to start and grow their online coaching business. The humans and entrepreneurs that I would love to see more of in this group coaching program are certainly people of color, black people, indigenous people, and the type of coaches I am looking for are definitely more spiritual life mindset coaches. We do have some registered dietitians and personal trainers in the container as well. But ultimately, if you are really, really looking to have some sort of a massive impact on the health, happiness, wealth of society, I work with a lot of financial coaches as well, and you want a step-by-step proven system to help you grow your business from the ground up, and you're tired of just doing all of the things, getting lost, giving up, all of those wonderful things, then this program is for you. The link is down in the show notes. We have a few spots left. So if you want in, go and apply or feel free to DM me too at Johnny underscore Agresta. But today's episode is going to be on how I stay motivated in my business and recommendations for you to stay motivated in your business. Now, Since day one of me contributing to my online entrepreneurship journey, I really had to take a a hard look at my life and how I really, really wanted to live it. And in the notes that I wrote for this podcast, (laughs) it's really funny. All it says is YOLO. (laughs) You only live one life. And I was like, you know what? I can go off of that. I could vibe off of that because that's the fucking truth. Because I had done so many other jobs, because I had tried so many other times to build my own business and I just kept giving up and kept getting frustrated and thinking that it wasn't for me, it was somebody else was more special than me and that literally just, it just wasn't for me. I wasn't dedicated enough. I wasn't motivated enough, all these things. But the truth of the matter was that I was just focusing my energy on the wrong things. And what I mean by that is that I was constantly splitting my energy between entrepreneurship and other jobs. Entrepreneurship and really carrying out my mission and doing things for other people. And at the start of my entrepreneurship, I really, really started to embody the idea of you only have one life. And so like the debt doesn't fucking matter. People might disagree with me, but like we can pay, we can make money. We can pay it off. That's fine. That's easy. The getting the clients is the easy part. It's staying dedicated and motivated when we want to give up 
And coming back to that idea that we only have one life is one of the main things that keeps me motivated and driven every single day. When I wake up, when I show up in my business, and when I started this journey, I dedicated myself to doing things that were going to make me thrive, dedicated myself to creating boundaries in my life, to to really allow myself space and stop giving all my fucking energy away to other people and trying to help everybody else and trying to fix everybody else, even though nobody needs fixing, but that was my thought pattern. Like, I was just giving my energy away to everybody else and then I had none for me to do the things that actually lit me up. So when I think of that term, you only live one life, what makes it super real for me is the amount of death that I've experienced. I have lost, this is going to be a little bit of a long list, I have lost my biological father who died when I was five, his sister who was my aunt um, two years later due to childbirth. Um, It was, I think, what, 2000, the year 2000, and she was giving birth and she died. Um, I lost three of my grandparents, um, one being a step-grandparent within like four months of each other. I just lost my step-grandmother during COVID. I just lost my godmother like less than a week ago. Um, And I'm sure there's a few other people. And so it's almost as if like everybody in my family just dies early dies of either natural causes or not it doesn't really matter they just all really die early and it might sound really morbid and my intention is not to make this morbid but my intention is to motivate you and give you insight as to how short life really is because we when we can look at life as oh fuck any day can be my last, let's live it to its fullest, and let's define what that fullest means, means to me, then let me go out and do the things, right? And it's like, it's a way also for for me to get over my fear and get over the doubts that I have in myself and to just push past when things get hard, and for, for me, the deaths that I've experienced have really um, motivated me in this way, mainly because I've like not ever really grieved. And that's something that I am learning to do now. Um, whereas like when my dad died and all my other family members, like it was either at a big turning point in my life. I was too young to really process it. Um, my grandparents died like right at the beginning of my um dietetic internship so I was always just pushing the grieving down and not allowing myself to grieve and I just turned it into motivation and I'm not saying that's the right way to go about grieving at all we get to feel the feelings of like wow this fucking sucks wow I really miss this person wow you know I wish this didn't happen or you know I'm glad that they're in another place but I'm really hurt and really torn up on the inside and it's a traumatic experience for us but we get to feel the feelings and we get to learn that life is really short and that we really only have one life. And in a way, like I'm kind of grateful that that's the way that I've always dealt with death because it allowed me to get to where I am today. And I'm not saying like you, you need to go through this in order to, you know, come out the other side motivated. No, not at all. But Think of somebody in your life who has passed, 
What did they want to do with their lives? What were their aspirations? How much life did they have ahead of them, quote unquote? Right? Did they actually fulfill their mission? And like, that's what keeps us motivated thinking of my dad dying at age 40 and living, leaving me and my sister and my mom and having a whole life ahead of him. You know, and if somebody was older, like my grandparents or my grandparents died, I believe my grandmother was 60 something. My grandfather was 70 something. I'm bad with ages. I don't even remember. Um, Looking back, what did you regret? You know, when you look back in 70 years, when you look back in 10 years, what would you have wished you started today? What do you wish you started 10 years ago? What do you wish you started one year ago? What risks do you wish that you actually took? And where did you end up without taking the risks? And where did you end up with taking the risks? You know, I took a risk on in going into this entrepreneurial journey. And it was the most beautiful journey I've ever experienced. I wish that I had done this years ago and not continuously given up. You know, I risked leaving my master's program and leaving a clinical job as a dietitian. When all of my friends are, a lot of them still are, are all still in clinical jobs. A lot of them got their master's. I can sit here and compare myself to them actually doing it, or I can be proud of them and be like, wow, that just wasn't for me and that's fine. You know, that was a risk having, I literally had like four classes left of my master's and I was just like, nope, this is not what I want to do with my life after 10 years of schooling. Yay. (laughs) But the point is it's okay. It's okay. It is never too late to do the thing that you want. It's never too late to take the action, but that action gets to start with today. And so whenever I wake up, number one, I'm, I say to myself, I'm so grateful for another day on this earth. Do I miss it some mornings? Yes. But on a general sense, when I do my gratitude, practice or when I meditate or when I'm walking, it's like, wow, I'm so grateful to be able to walk right now. I'm so grateful to have another day on this earth. I'm so grateful to be able to fulfill my, my mission. And that lights me the fuck up. It truly, truly does. So when you have something that is so dear to you, that is so deep for you, keeping you motivated, that's when we continue to do the things. And right now I'm writing a a piece of content around how like Joe and I woke up today and we were just, I was like on the wrong side of the bed on my air mattress because we still haven't brought our other bed over. I was on the wrong side of the air mattress and like we were walking and Hunter was just going off on every fucking dog. Joe was in a bad mood. Joe was feeling overwhelmed. I was like, I can't do this. I even meditated. That didn't work. I kept walking. That didn't work. And I could have easily said, you know what, fuck this day. I'm not going to do anything today because I am just in just such an uh, mood. Instead, I'm like, wow, I'm so grateful that I get to experience all these things. Where can I learn from this? And then Joe and I got to really talk about some things that were going on. I got to journal on some things, dealt with some shit that was coming up and started work really late at like 1 or 2 p.m. today. Right, it might be not it might not be the most productive day, but I'm still getting it done. I'm still doing it. Is there a bunch of other stuff I want to get done after this podcast? Of course. Would I rather just go shopping? Yes. Am I gonna go shopping? Yes. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> so 
when it comes to me being consistently motivated, people are always like, wow, like it's just so admiring how you're always showing up. You're always creating content. Even now I'm like posting three podcasts a week. I'm doing my seven day free challenge now, like not free challenge, free training series now. And people are just like, wow, I wish I could do that. Even Joe, I was like talking to him before and I just came up with a piece of content and I'm like, oh, I'm going to write that. And I just texted it to myself. And he said, did you just finish that? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, wow, that's like magic. I was like, no, it was not always this way. So on the one hand, I want you guys to find something that is so, so, so deep that keeps you motivated. Maybe it's the YOLO theory or not. I guess it might be a theory because some people think we live more, more than one life. I don't really know what I think around that, but you only have one life on this earth in the way that you currently are. Or maybe it's something else. Maybe it's something else. Maybe it's somebody in your past that has motivated you that you really, really admire. Maybe it's something that you really fucking hate. What's the opposite of that thing that you hate and chase after that? Don't focus on the hate, but focus on the love. If you hate something, then you love something else. What is the thing you love? You know, maybe you know somebody who just gets paid to travel or travels all over the world and makes multiple seven figures a year or six figures a year, or however, however much you want to make. And that sounds magical. Well, my love, that is possible for you. It is possible because you decide it's possible. You get the help that, that it's, so that it's possible. And you just make it happen. And you stay motivated because you stay driven with your mission and with that thing that's actually motivating you. And then on the other hand, I want you guys to really, I always talk about this, really give yourself grace. Really give yourself grace around the fact that it's not going to look the way that you ever planned, that motivation is going to go away. There's going to be days where you don't want to do anything. You want to eat ice cream and drink wine and watch Netflix. Like successful people do that. Successful people do that too. I'm just not a big Netflix person, although I do like watching the Kardashians. Fun fact, Joe thinks it's like poison to my brain. I just think it's very entertaining, although I don't really like them. Um, but like, I, I'm just not a big TV person. I'd rather be doing something else. So figure out what that, is, that thing is that you like to do and like give yourself grace. And some days might be shorter, some days might be longer with work, and that's okay. But successful people have lack of motivation too. Successful people wake up some days on the wrong side of the damn air mattress. Today, I felt like the air mattress was just like on top of me. I was like, I can't do this. And there's very few days where I actually wake up like that. But I've worked really hard to have way more good days than those quote unquote, like not so good days. So motivation gets to come from an intrinsic thing. It's an internal thing. We have to have this deep, well, we get to have this deep internal driver that helps us really stay focused. And that can be multiple things. It doesn't have to just be the idea of you only have one life. Maybe it's your daughter. Maybe it's the idea of having a daughter and having her have freedom, like, Maybe it's just the idea of you having freedom. But get clear on what those motivators are for you. Everybody's motivated very differently. But what I can tell you is that we always have something that we are moving away from and something that we are moving away, moving towards. And it's a lot easier to continuously focus on the things that we are moving towards in business 
than the things we are moving away from. However, everybody is very different. I personally think, and I, what I've seen work, is that focusing on the positive is always a better way of changing. Versus like, I, want, I don't want this debt, I don't want this debt, I don't want this life, I hate this job, ah, that's just all very negative. Like, I can know those things. When I used to pull up to the nursing home as a dietitian, every single day I was like, oh, here's another day, <laughs> here's another day. And I would walk up like the back stairs of the kitchen, and I would walk through the kitchen and say good morning to all the food service workers, and nursing home food is one of the worst. <laughs> it was so bad. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Smelt so bad. It was just one of the most uninviting places I have ever worked in my life. <laughs> that in hospitals. I just hate both. Why I became a dietitian, I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't tell you. <laughs> but there was faith in my heart that there was something out there for me. I just didn't know what it was going to be, but I just knew listening to that gut feeling and doing it because I only had one life. And it's like when I lose that sense of like, you only have one life, I lose a little bit of motivation. I lose a little bit of fire inside of me. And so finding whatever that YOLO thing is for you is really key. Maybe you haven't experienced a lot of death, so you don't really feel that it really resonates with you. You know, sometimes if we don't experience a lot of things um, or the thing, then we can't really resonate with it. We can't really understand it, you know? So if you haven't experienced someone close to you dying, that's so beautiful. I'm so happy for you. But most of us have. You know, or even if you listen to Jay Shetty, he's a beautiful life coach um, and he has tons and tons of videos and just quick like viral videos that just consistently go viral. And he just all he, like he does a lot of interviewing of old people and things like that. And he says that the number one thing that people on their deathbed say that they struggle with or that old people say that they wish in their life was that they actually did the things they wanted. And so it's up to you to take charge of doing the things that you want. I even get like goosebumps talking about it because it's just so true. Imagine, just imagine not taking action the way you want to, not investing in Rise and Thrive if you want to, not investing in whatever coach it is if you want to, and looking back 20 years later and not doing it. What do you think that person's going to tell you 20 years from now? what about 90 years or whatever 70 years because I think in if 90 years what I'm gonna be 104 okay I don't want to be alive at 140 whatever 47 no 20 whatever it is 37 but 47 whatever it is my math is bad but what would that person tell you what would the older version of you tell you listen to that because you can change the trajectory of your life starting today Starting by taking better care of your health, starting by taking better care of your mindset, starting by communicating better with your partner, starting by actually taking the action in entrepreneurship. It's just one day, one moment that you get to look at. And then the next moment you get to look at that, the next moment, it's just one step at a time. We don't need to see the whole staircase, like I've said before. We don't need to have all of the answers. We don't need to know exactly how it's going to work out. We don't need every single launch or even the first few launches to go and be five-figure launches. They might be three-figure launches. It might just be a few hundred dollars, and that's beautiful. That was a few hundred dollars you didn't have before, and the next one, it might be a few thousand, and then it might go back down, and then it'll go up. Like It's okay. 
But if you're looking at doing the things as the motivation, like I'm motivated to do the things because I actually really like to do the things and because I only have one life and I'm dedicated to living my life the way I actually want to, then we just wake up and do the things regardless of the outcome. And that's actually when money comes because we're just so focused on like, oh my God, this feels amazing. Right During COVID, a lot of us were forced to be full-time in our businesses. And everybody <laughs> that becomes an entrepreneur who wants to quit their job has this goal of being full-time in their business, right? But you were forced into that. And then I understand that COVID is just a fucking awful situation. And like now it's round two of COVID and Austin, we've had like, I don't know, 4,000 cases in like two days. It's pretty awful, right? People are just not social distancing and it's two weeks after Memorial Day and so now everyone's sick again and all that stuff, right? And so I'm not saying that suck it up buttercup type thing, which would have been my old mentality. But what I am saying is that we could have just shifted and been really grateful that, wow, I'm forced to be fucking full-time in my business. Let's do the things. Let's haul less. Let's get really clear. Let's invest. No, I don't have a job. Yes, I was just laid off. Yes, I'm thousands of dollars in debt. But I'm going to stay here by the end of COVID if I don't take action. And that's the reality for a lot of us right now. And that's okay. Like, I'm not judging you. I'm not trying to be negative. I'm not trying to be a bitch. What I am saying is that there are always two sides to things. And as Chris Harder says, I'm definitely paraphrasing this, maybe fucking it up, but like, I'm not going to apologize for looking at the positive in things. Why would I apologize for looking at it as a positive thing? I'm not saying COVID was good. Do I think a lot more people are becoming connected to themselves? Yes. I think, do a lot of people actually have time with their families and that's a beautiful thing? Yes. Was it a beautiful thing that a lot of us finally got to be full-time in our business and dedicate our energy to it? Yes. Is it easy? No, especially not with COVID. But it's okay. It's perfectly okay. A lot of us lost family members. I get it. I lost three. Not saying my three is better than your one or your none. Like, it's, or like, haha, I get the best sucky COVID experience award. Like, no, that's not what I'm saying. But I'm just saying understand it. I couldn't be there for all three funerals. And that's heartbreaking for me. I couldn't be there for my family. It's heartbreaking for me, right? But there's still always good in everything that comes. And that saying of like, you can either look at it as the glass is half full or half empty is corny as shit. And I used to be like, oh my gosh, enough old people. Who says that? And it's the truth. The truth is we get to choose how we look at things. We get to choose what we do with our time. And now that the second round of COVID is hitting, what would you rather? That's always what I ask myself. Like, what would you rather? Okay, so these are the things that are shitty. But what would I rather? And I've always asked my clients this. What would I rather? Because we can get so stuck in that negative cycle of fucking COVID. And then, um, you know, I'm really hurt by this. And I'm hurt by that. And I'm hurt by that. And that is all legit. Like, your feelings are fucking valid. This shit sucks. And it's upsetting. And we all are experiencing this differently. But how can we deal with the emotions and stay true to the thing that's internally driving us? The thing that's internally driving us in entrepreneurship, the thing that's internally driving us to be more quote unquote successful in our business. How can we stay true to that? Same thing. You wake up one day and you feel like dog shit. You feel like the air mattress is on top of your head like I did today. 
beautiful. What would I rather? I was like, well, I can't go throughout the whole day like this. I used to. I used to always go throughout the whole day just being miserable, being anxious, being angry, not knowing what to do, and then just giving up and then going back to, and then blaming everybody and then going back to, you know, Orange Theory or going back to a job as a dietitian or a personal trainer. And today I was like, no, I have the tools to pull myself out of this. But it's been 14 months of me doing the work to be able to pull myself out of this. Right? And now it's not so hard for me to do it, but I still have those days. But the thing here is that we get to always look at things either positively or negatively. What would you rather? Which one feels better? You know, like, is there a possibility that I'm not going to hit an income goal for this quarter? 100,000%. But does that mean I'm going to focus on it? 100,000% not. <laughs> Which one would you rather feel every day? Which one would you rather choose? Very simple. Because we have a choice in what we focus on and we get more of what we focus on. Right? And if you focus on the good, you get more good. I used to have a friend, um, we'll call her Martha. Martha was a girl who had a very, very troubling childhood just very very awful experiences in her life like just everything imagine I, I mean I couldn't even imagine the scenarios that the girl has gone through I'm not going to say them just because they're very very specific um but Martha was always just extremely like happy yes on the inside she was probably very very str like struggling a lot but always just there to support each other always there just to have a good time you were having a wedding she was running there like once on vacation she was there you wanted to go out to eat after her working 12 hours she was there like always just somebody who when you were around you just smiled and I remember asking her I was like how the fuck do you do this when there's so much shitty things going on in your life because I was struggling with that I was struggling with massive anxiety a lot of depression um, my hormones are, were all out of whack. I have PCOS. It was all, I was all over the place. Um, Joe and I's relationship felt to, to shit. I was angry, hated family, hated, I hated myself. I hated everything. It was just an awful scenario. And she was like, I just choose to be happy because that's the only thing that I can do. And same thing with my grandfather, my step-grandfather, amazing human, same kind of aura about him. Um, he was on his deathbed in the hospital with pneumonia, could barely breathe, couldn't eat. He was like 94 and like perfectly healthy before that. It was pretty awful to see him like decline so quickly. And he was just like, he could barely talk and he was like still cracking jokes and like genuinely laughing. And just one of those scenarios where you're like, how the fuck? And he was like, again, if I can't smile, then I have nothing. And like, he wasn't rich. He was a butcher his whole life. My dad is also a butcher. Stepdad is also a butcher. Like, you know, just very, just lived a very quote unquote mediocre life in terms of like things he had and travel and, you know, just wasn't very fancy, but was always just smiling. And like that, those two scenarios for me really fucking stuck out because you only have one life. Are you going to spend it doing the things you love and smiling and choosing to look at everything as like a happy situation or seeing the good in every situation? Or are you going to continue to choose to look at it in a negative situation, in a negative light? And it just takes daily 
daily practice, practicing moment to moment. And that is how I keep myself motivated. That is how I keep doing the things even throughout Corona. Somebody, one of my clients in, in the next round of Rise and Thrive asked me like, did your business get impacted by Corona because I lost like all of my clients? And I was like, absolutely not. I was like, I actually had clients pay me in full. I had clients who ended up, um, it was some of my biggest months in business. It's my biggest quarter and it's during Corona. Like, no, it's actually been flourishing. It's been beautiful. And part of me like felt guilty about it. And then I was like, wait a minute. No, I created this. I created this reality. I created a motivated bunch of entrepreneurs who are also intrinsically motivated, but I created this environment where they were, they were ready to work through the hard shit. They weren't giving up. They no one anticipated this, but they were anticipating actually having things to be difficult. And we had the tools to bring ourselves up. So none of my clients' businesses were impacted by it either. Not a single one actually lost clients. It was kind of really, really bizarre and really beautiful. And I truly believe that you create your reality. Not that we can control everything, but by focusing on the positive, we get more positive. And that's what all of my clients did. Yes, we talked about the struggles. Yes, we talked about the things that suck. And in my Rise and Thrive group coaching program, we do talk about the things that are really fucking difficult. And we talk about the things that don't really work or that didn't really work and why, most importantly. And I find that most coaching programs only celebrate everyone's wins. And then the slack is just built up with a bunch of people who have all these wins. And then you're sitting there like, oh, fuck, I suck. I don't have anything. I don't even know what I'm doing. What day is it? <laughs> the air mattress is on top of my head. Right? So I create a really, really safe space for all of my clients to talk about the things that are hard so that we can deal with them better, so that we can learn to pull ourselves out of those negative situations and realign ourselves with our deep, intrinsic motivators, motivators, which for me is you only have one fucking life. You better live at being happy. Like, that's what I tell myself. You have a choice. You can be negative or positive. Which one would you rather? Right. So I hope that this gave you guys lots of insight as to how I go about my day, what's going on in my head when things fucking suck ass, when the world is falling to shit, the world is on fire, people are getting killed, and ugh, this is this is how I do it. It's not that I ignore it, I just choose to focus on the positive in every light. It's not easy but I just, I just choose. You, you can choose too, right? And with that being said, um, if you want to apply to the Rise and Thrive group coaching program, we have a few spots left. Like I said before, the link is in the show notes. Also DM me at Johnny underscore Agresta. Um, I would love to see you there if you are deeply motivated by your mission, deeply motivated to make your entrepreneurial dreams a massive fucking success and are tired of just giving up on yourself. This is the program for you. It's an epic group of a maximum of 15 humans, and we start the first week of July. I will talk to you lovely humans later and see you in the next episode.